Well, hi there, and welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and I'm so glad you're joining me. Hey, I want to take a minute before we get started and invite you to head over to our socials, Facebook and Instagram. Follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights all the ministries of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. It includes our blog called Planted with great content, our mom-to-mom ministries aimed at encouraging mothers and motherhood, our Regarding Him conference that happens yearly each March, and of course, this podcast and all that comes with it. There is so much good content on these socials that you are not going to want to miss. So join them today. That will be in our show notes each and every week. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory, like Google Podcast or Apple Podcast or CastBox. It helps us out, and it also helps you out because you get a notification of each new episode that drops each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to us at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you ever have any ideas or suggestions or thoughts about any episodes or episode content. Or maybe you just want to tell me about an episode that was encouraging to you. I'd love to hear that too. Finally, as you know, Unshaken is a podcast for women, and our goal is to encourage, challenge, and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's head right into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. This is our ninth installment of Feminology. We have spent the past eight months talking about specific aspects of being a woman. We've talked about how we are made in God's image and how we can and are called to be strong in the roles God has given us. We've spent some time looking at foundational principles and how those roles have become honestly pretty messed up because of sin. Uh, We've talked about... um, specifically in the past two times and then today we're going to finish up on the concept of being soft um, how that's viewed in our culture Um, I think it's important today to talk about this and I'm glad that I have Cheryl Bailey on with me again today I'm glad you're here with us thanks it's good to be here Um, you know Cheryl I always start with um, a few fun questions because I before we get into the meat of the episode and so I think being soft includes being fun I think fun is good and I think part of (laughs) I think of times I've laughed so hard I cried with friends or with my kids, you know, Mm -hmm. or did something silly, you know, in the grocery store. Um, So I know that you enough to know that you like to prank people. (laughs) And I am, and and I think pranking is good as long as it's in good-hearted fun. So what is one of your funnest, I don't even know, is that even a word? Funnest pranks? I don't think funnest is a word, but I'm not very wordsmith (laughs) for that kind of person. Your, Your most fun. What's your most fun prank? You know, when I was getting married to a pastor, people laughed at me because I think one of the reasons they couldn't believe I was marrying a pastor was because I had pulled so many pranks, you know. <laughs> they probably couldn't take me too seriously. Um, I don't know. One of my more recent pranks, our women's ministry director at church, um, I had left my computer open, and she decided to change my picture on Facebook. So, Oh, she started it. She started this, and... Um, so I looked at that and I thought, okay, that's funny. So I waited and waited and came up with a plan and it took me a while, but I had got an outfit very much like the old picture she had put up of me <laughs> on my Facebook page. 
and I found these parts of clothing um, to make up an outfit. Just, just so at Goodwill. You know, it was, like it a, was a, it was like a denim jumper with yes. big pockets all over it. A plaid shirt, you know. I, love I it. think it had floral on it. I, it was kind of very outdated. Yes. So we had our church camping trip, and I decided when she went to take a shower, I was going to swap out her clothes. Okay. Now, before you do this, I think you had someone else involved in this. Well, I, I, I didn't. At the beginning, I was just going to do it. Okay. But the problem was the showers weren't so great, and she didn't really like getting in them. Okay. And so she was never taking a shower. Everybody at the camping trip knew if Wendy was going to the shower, they were let me know so I could <laughs> scooch in there and do my prank. Well, finally, you know, we're heading towards the end of the camp camping trip, and she still hasn't taken a shower. And she tells me, oh, I'm just going to wait till I get home now. So I decided... Plan B. Desperate times come for desperate measures. <laughs> so I got a can of pop and I gave it to my son. And he was probably in high school at the time. And I said, I want you to go shake this up. And then I want you to go over and talk to Wendy and open it up and spray her with pop. Oh, my goodness. And you make it just look like you're just having a can of yeah. pop and it's a total accident. Yes. So oh my goodness. he went over there and he's facing me. I'm, I'm watching him. Her back's to me and he's kind of shaking his head. No, no, I don't want to do this. And I'm... I'm going, you will do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so he opens up his can of pop and it sprays all oh over her. Oh, my. And she screams, but she got in the shower. Yes. And so then we were able to take take this new outfit, swap it out. You know how in the camp showers, there's the shower room and right. then the changing room. Right. right out, able to swap out those oh outfits. Oh, my goodness. And... And she had to parade through the whole camp Wearing with her, her denim jumper. Denim jumper, yep. Did you take a picture? <laughs> yep, I have a picture. And that's a relative, okay. A couple of things come to mind, Cheryl. You you encouraged your son in this. This is like <laughs> concerning to me. No. Okay, it, it's fun because it doesn't hurt anyone. I think mm-hmm. that's the fun thing of fun breaks. Right. And there and that's actually kind of fun and yes. soft in, yes. in the big picture, thinking about it. And today we're gonna continue to talk about softness. Yes. Yeah, I think people sometimes seek revenge out of a hardness yes. and, and maybe it, but but usually pranks come out of a love for people. Yeah. One of my favorite pranks was um, our youth um, group goes to a youth group, um, like a, a retreat every mm-hmm. year. And one of my favorite ones was that the boys at the camp, they were like two separate buildings, I believe, or two separate rooms. And the girls were all on one side and the boys on the other. And they took... I don't know, 200 Dixie cups and fill them up about halfway in each cup and put it in like big, you know, circles, curves outside of their door. So those girls had to empty every <laughs> single cup before they could go to breakfast that morning. I loved that. So yeah, that's any, a funny prank. There shouldn't be any teenage boys listening, but if there are, I think you did a good job with that one. So, Well, we uh, we set up a living room up on top of our youth leader's house when he was gone on vacation mm-hmm. one year. That was kind of that's a good impressive. One impressive. Well, when I was in high school, okay, we're going to go too long, but I got one more story. <laughs> when I was in high school, um, our youth pastor decided that they were going to go on vacation and they left the keys to their house mm, with the dangerous. wrong person. <laughs> and so the whole youth group went in and took all the labels off all of their cans and their jars. And they, they said it was like mystery night every week trying to figure out what they were going to yeah. eat, you know, when they opened stuff. So yes, labels off stuff in the fridge. Oh, it's just uh, that would be terrible. It actually, I think was probably frustrating after a while yes. because, you know, a few labels is one thing, but yeah. every label yeah. is a little hard. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're going to finish our conversation about the softness of women. So Cheryl, let's review. What are a couple things we need to remember as we're heading in today? 
Well, I think it's really important for us to remember that weakness is not the opposite of soft, but it's the opposite of strength. Mm. And the opposite of soft is hard. Mm. Um, that God actually designed women to be the softer of the sexes. And that he actually created men to be harder mm-hmm. for a purpose. And that we need to practice this character character trait and not just think it comes naturally sin actually wants us to be hard not Mm -hmm. soft and so we need to be purposeful to practice having a heart that is soft yeah and I think we we've talked multiple times on each of these episodes under the the title of feminology about these are purposeful things we have to work on Mm -hmm. because they just don't come naturally yeah and so in order to um, grow in them we have to be thinking okay so today we're going to focus on how the world views being soft as a woman and how we should be thinking right about this yeah I think that the women the world um, sees a woman's softness as a weakness um it says we're being pushed around, that we are not getting what we deserved. Um, and this is just not right thinking. Um, we, we need to remember that the opposite of soft is hard, not weak. Um, when we are soft, we're going to give up our rights. But this comes not because of what others demand, but because of a heart that is soft towards God and what his word says. Hmm. And, and so the world just is opposed to what God's word says. It's just opposite. Mm-hmm. And so they, they view a woman giving up her rights or saying, um, I'm responding in a way that is soft instead of demanding and hard as as her just being weak and being run over Mm -hmm. and that's just not true in God's economy right okay so let's just start there because I like that you brought out the world and let's talk a little bit about what does the world say softness looks like in a woman it was funny I I saw a few days ago a reprint of this article for women taken from the May 1955 housekeeping monthly magazine it was on Facebook someone Mm -hmm. had put up just the little picture that that outlined um, oh. about 15 different statements. Okay. And, oh, there were thousands of comments. Oh. And every one of them was negative. Hmm. Um, now, this article was written less than 75 years ago, which seems like a long time ago, but in the scheme of history is not yeah. that long. Right. And... You know, the article listed things like spend a few minutes to tidy up the house and put on a fresh outfit and some lipstick before your husband comes home from work. Or don't complain to him, but seek to find out about his day. Hmm. Now, as I read through this list, honestly, there was a few that my reaction was a bit negative on. I'm like, Hmm. ooh, that, you know. And yet the reality is up to 75 years ago, those things have been the norm for history forever right it has really been in our in my lifetime that that it has become no way don't think about your husband don't right don't do that and I I realize that a lot of women work today and that that has become the norm and so some of these things seem very unfair yeah um because a woman's saying well I'm going to work every day too right and I'm doing that thing and I and I I get that in a culture um, 
we're going to have to adapt yeah. some when both husband and wife are working. Yet the idea behind the comments were men are stupid. Yes. Men are idiots. Yes. They can take care of themselves. Oh, they're so weak, they can't do anything. Right. That was the idea behind the, the, the comments. And really, those comments come out of a hardness towards men mm-hmm. and towards God and what his word says and how he designed us to be. Hmm. Um, I was reading in Ezekiel yesterday about the work that God does taking away our heart of stone and giving us a heart of flesh. And God is saying, have a heart that's soft. Mm-hmm. That's that in Ezekiel, he was talking about salvation and the work of God right. changing our heart to make us open towards him. But that principle is true in all areas yes. of our life. It's a principle that God has designed. Yeah. He gives us a heart that is soft. And a hard heart is not something that is good. Right. <clears throat> I think the world tells us also that if we're too soft, we're not going to be effective. Our careers are going to be damaged. Um, others aren't going to respect us. That we won't make a difference. That people are just going to run all over you. And yet, as a Christian we're called to live with a totally different approach. Um, The Bible tells us that the ways of God are foolish to Mm. the world. Um, So being soft is going to seem foolish to those around you. The Bible says we're to turn the other cheek. That's Mm -hmm. a soft response to people, but it's foolish in the world. Yes, it is. Uh, The Bible says to put our husband's needs ahead of our own. That's soft according to scripture, but it's foolish in the eyes of the yeah. world. You know, the the Bible says to not respond in a defensive, hostile, angry way. Yeah. That that we're to be soft yep. in our responses. And yet the world says, no, get your own way. Yeah. You know, do your own thing. The the Bible says, don't live in bitterness. Be a woman that forgives. That's being soft. Mm-hmm. And yet the world says you have a right to be bitter. Right. Don't away. forgive them. They right. were terrible to Get you. Get away from toxic people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can go on and on. There's so many examples, but um, it is hard to live a life of softness as a woman in our culture today um, because it's so rejected. And yet James tells us if we ask, if we lack wisdom to ask of God, that he gives generously without finding fault. And I think for all of us ask God to help us to know what it means to be soft Mm. for our life and Mm -hmm. in our day-to-day you know and God will be faithful to do that yeah and I think also in addition to that practicing small steps starting with a couple things in your life that you realize you're being very hard and you know crunchy Mm -hmm. about and try to work on those things Um, I think it it's definitely more process oriented there's no like quick light switch right you know We've discussed when we talked about strength, when I talked with Aaliyah, that men can and should be strong too, right? And that women can and should be as well. Um, And 
but that's going to look different between men and women. So I think we should talk a little bit about if men can be soft. I know this isn't a podcast for men and I don't <clears throat> really want them listening, but <laughs> um, but I, it's interesting to think about if strength is for men and women, is softness for men and women? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I think, of course, that passage in Ezekiel that talks about our hearts, that is not for only women. It's yeah. for men that both men and women to come to know Jesus as their savior need a heart that is soft, a heart that becomes humble mm-hmm. before God. Mm-hmm. And, and that there's a softness in that. And that's for both men and women. Um, you know, God is merciful. Men should be showing mercy to their children, to those around them. Yeah. There's a softness in showing mercy to others. Men should do that. We live in a culture that, that encourages hardness in women and softness in men right um we see that in homosexual culture and and yet that is not how god designed men and women to be he made men hard and and we see that in the different aspects of child rearing you know as women we cringe sometimes at a man raising their voice at at our kids to discipline mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And yet, sometimes that's necessary. God gave two different types of personalities purposeful. Mm-hmm. And and men are the protectors. They're the providers. Yeah. They need that hard edge on them to fulfill the design and the role that God created them for. Yeah. And so, yes, there's going to be a lot of ways. A man should be tender and soft towards his wife. Yeah, You know, a father should be tender yep. towards his daughters. Yeah. And there's a softness about that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that they're always going to be soft. I, I, I want to share, Cheryl, something that someone shared with me. Um, it's actually a meme. Oh, so I probably won't understand it. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a meme, but it's a comment. See, I don't even know what a meme is either. So <laughs> it's a comment that this person said, and it was like on Twitter maybe. And he said, men are not intimidated by strong women. By far, too many women believe that being aggressive, rude, and generally unpleasant makes them strong. Um, he said, no, it makes you insufferable. It's not that mm. we can't handle you, but we actually prefer not to in the light of better options. Mm. And that is interesting. I think men want a soft wife. Right. I, I mean. I, I think so too. And the world, it's interesting when it comes out like that, you're like, whoa, yeah, actually men would rather have someone soft who does love them and serve mm-hmm. them in that way. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a great quote. Yeah. What is, what's wrong with the world's view of softness though? You know, we've probably all known someone who plays the devil's advocate. If you say one thing, they say the opposite. Um, we live in a world that really is in rebellion against God's word. And if God says men have authority over their wives, the world says patriarchy demoralizes women. Mm. You know, if, if God's word says, I created women to be softer, the softer gender, the world is going to oppose that. Um, and the idea of, of being soft has, has become so negative when it's used with a feminine mm-hmm. characteristic. There's times that, 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 that it's embraced, but it's embraced out of the idea of what can I get for me out of it? Mm. You know, if I'm, if I'm, if I act this certain way, I can manipulate the situation, but there's not true softness. That's a hardness just uh, manipulated. Yes. And, and yet, um, God has given, you know, 
women are the great servers of life. Yeah. And, and there's a humility and softness that really those two characteristics walk so close together. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm a part of an organization that has um, works with children sometimes, and they had a leader. And these are these women, most of it's women that are a part of this. And these women are very much about, like they have like in their, you know, like they post on social media things like, you know, you know, I am a woman, hear me roar, kind mm-hmm. of a concept, or be fierce and be strong, you know, those kind of ideas. Yeah. And they have this idea that women should do it. But the women, but in this group, there was a woman leader. And she was in charge of this group. And she was making really bad choices. She didn't, she didn't, wasn't quick to make decisions. Um, she was very emotional and wishy-washy about things. And I was just a part of it on the edge of this. And these women that were all like, you know, be a woman, be strong, be powerful. They said, we need a man leader. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, really? <laughs> like, I think so. But I was shocked. All these women were saying they needed a man leader because hmm. he would make decisions. And they were like, we need someone who's going to make decisions and stick with it. And that to me is interesting that yeah. that was in the world. None of these women would say that they're Christians. Huh, that is interesting. I actually think when I think about the women I know that are the most submissive, those women are actually very soft and very strong. Yeah. And yet they are willing to come under their husband's authority. And that has made them great leaders. Yeah. They're, they're great women who accomplish a lot. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And I think it's interesting that deep down inside, women, like in our, in our being to some degree, we want that. Yeah. You know, that is just how God made us, mm-hmm. and it's part of who we are. Okay, Cheryl, um, one thing that I think is interesting is we also have to think about not just how this plays out in my life or your life, but how does this play out in the church? Um, where does the church in general do this well? Um, and where does a church in general do it wrong? Like, how do they look and view softness in a woman? Well, many churches today are frightened by, by feminism and the whole agenda of, of promoting women. And mm-hmm. so they kind of refuse to speak what the Bible clearly says. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they this, don't speak at all. Right. And this is really sad because um, we can't pick and choose what parts of God's word we want to yeah. abide by. Um, if we do that, we, we have an empty life, yeah. you know, we're, we're not living faithfully. Right. Um, and so there are churches that are faithful to that, but it seems like there's growing numbers. And I think it's out of fear yeah. of, of people not coming. It's probably, you know, yes. and, and not growing as a church right. if I speak truth. Um, now, I think that there is, I hope that many churches are calling people to be soft towards their sin, both men and women, because if we're not soft to our sin, we aren't going to change. Right. We're not going to grow. We're not, uh, ultimately, if we're not soft to our sin, uh, are you even a believer? Yeah. You know, if you don't acknowledge, yes, this is sin and I need to change, I think you have to to go back to, to say, why do you need Jesus right. if you don't even acknowledge your sin? Right. And so I sure hope that many churches are, are calling people to be soft towards their sin. 
Um, and yet, you know, I was reading a couple days ago, and it was talking about all the false prophets. It was in okay. the Old Testament and proclaiming peace, peace. I think it was oh. earlier in Ezekiel, peace, peace. Yep. And and that in some ways is our culture today. Yes. Um, oh, you're homosexual. That's okay. Right. It's okay. Oh, you want to live in this sin. It's okay. God will accept you. Oh, you want to, you want to come to God and believe in Buddha? Oh, that's all right. right. God, God, God will know you're just substituting Buddha for Jesus. Right. It'll be okay. Well, that's proclaiming a false truth. Yeah. It's not true. It's proclaiming, claiming, it's giving people a security in something that's wrong. Right. You know, and I, I believe there's a hardness in that for the church today instead of, yeah of being willing to proclaim what is true and what God says and calling people to be soft towards God's word. Um, yeah. So what you're saying is women need to be strong and soft and churches need to be strong and soft. Right. It's kind of both. Yes. And though they are not, again, opposing each other, they actually having both of them is important. It's we don't want to be weak and hard. Yes. They need to be strong. Strong in being willing to make a stand yeah. for what God says and not capitulate. Yeah. And they need to be soft in calling people to be tender towards God yeah. and in showing mercy. You know, I say uh, homosexuality is wrong and I believe yeah. it is yep. sin in God's God. The Bible says it's sin. Yes. And yet that doesn't mean I'm hard and nasty that I don't have mercy towards right. that person. Right. I'm to be soft and loving and caring and, and, show kindness to them and yet I'm not doing them a favor by not speaking truth yes I agree very good that's good to to connect those two um now Cheryl I know you've been a pastor's wife for well I would say a long time how long 34 years all right so how does how does softness as a pastor's wife fit into you know into this like how does that fit into ministry how can a pastor's wife do this um I know her job is unique and specific. So take a minute and talk to any pastor's wives who are listening or even ministry leaders about this. Well, I, we, we moved and took our, David took a, his first church when we'd been married three months. And, you know, there's a variety of types of people that come through the doors of churches. They are from all walks of life, different places spiritually. Um, some of them have read the Bible, others haven't. Um, And I look back at our early years and I think I had no idea what I was doing as a pastor's wife. It's not like there's any training for it. It's not like a manual, right? (laughs) Right, no manual. There's not the book of Hezekiah that says, you know, this is for for pastor's pastor's wives. wives. Yes. Yeah. And, And I look back and I think I was hard. I had certain, well, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. Yeah. Instead of showing mercy and understanding that God is bringing all types of people in and he is working in people at his time, not my time. My time makes me hard when they don't accomplish what I think they should be doing in my time frame. And I'm soft when I am saying, okay, this is your work, God. It's not my work. And And yes, God has works for us to do, um, 
but we have to trust him that he is doing the big work and that he's mm-hmm. allowed us to be coming and, and serving him in doing this work. I think another way, it can be really hard to invest in somebody, to meet with people. Maybe you're meeting every week with somebody and you're really seeking to help them. And, and they say, yes, I want to change. Oh yes, I see this sin, but you never see anything that's Mm. changing. And finally they just walk away. Mm. And that's really hard. And I think it can make us hard towards people and say, well, I'm not going to do that again. Right. And yet that's, that's not, we're not, we're not obeying God. We're not fulfilling this call to ministry. When we do that, we need to keep saying, okay, God, you're the one that's doing the work. Mm -hmm. I'm just serving you. Right. You know, and keep being willing to invest in people, even when it's hard. Hmm. Wow. That's really good advice for Okay, actually any woman. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. I think it, it hits pastor's wives maybe more frequently. Sometimes you have you have some church women who are really invested in a lot of women. Yeah. I know that's true. We have a great women in our church who are doing that. Yeah. Um, and yet for a pastor and his wife, you know, their whole life is revolving yes. around the people within the church. And so especially I, I feel for pastors in small churches you know yeah. you think someone is growing and you know maybe you don't have it, and then they leave and yep. and changes that the whole changes the whole church yes so well I think it's really good to remember I was thinking that softness is um also not writing someone off which I think is what you were saying yes it's not or or playing favorites like I will like these people because you know I don't know they look good on the outside mm-hmm. um I think those are really good things but to trust God to pray for them and to welcome back in those people Softness is not saying, I told you so. Right. Softness is, come back and let's work again. Yeah. Let's keep going. I mean, I'm thankful for women who have done that for me, who have who have met with me during different difficult times when maybe they would be like, forget you, Julie. I'm tired of working with you or talking mm-hmm. with you. But they pursued it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really well, and, helpful. And sometimes for people in ministry, there is a point that you have to say, okay, God, maybe there's somebody else that's yeah. going to work with this person. Yeah. I things you know they just keep yeah. keep leaving and I don't know what to do and and that that has to be okay too yes you know it doesn't mean that my heart is saying right that's you're terrible difference. you have rejected me you've done this wrong right. I'm not gonna but but you understand that God is at work and his his the this bigger picture is so much different yes than what I can see yeah right that's keeping an eternal eternal focus mm-hmm. perspective All right, Cheryl, you know, thanks so much for hanging out today again. um, It's fun to, I'm going to have to have you on frequently so we can (laughs) chit chat more, but give me some take home points for today, things that we should remember, because this is our last episode on softness. So what are things that you think women should go home like today and remember? Well, I think you're going to hear over and over again in, in society that softness is a negative trait, but remember softness in God's economy is a positive trait. And it doesn't flow out of weakness, but it's really tied to strength. Um, That being hard is the opposite of soft. And we can tell um, when we're hard by paying attention to both our heart and our words that come out of our heart and our actions. Um, And that we can be purposeful to grow and change in this area of softness. Just because you may see ways that you're really hard doesn't mean you have to stay there. Hmm, that's good. 
Those are such good words. I, I really appreciate it. And I think this is something, again, that we need to be purposing to work on. And so I think it never hurts to talk through it. And I think all of these episodes on feminology, I mean, I'm asking questions and I'm having people on, but I'm learning a ton. I'm being reminded of things I knew and then I'm learning new things. And mm-hmm. I think that is part of softness is always being learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Well, um, Cheryl, would you pray for us today? Sure. Dear Father, we thank you for your kindnesses to us and for the ways you show us mercy. And I pray, Father, that you will grow us to be women of great mercy and love and care for others, that you would give us all hearts that um, that seek to, to be soft towards others, to be soft towards you and your word, to be t- soft towards our authorities that you have placed over us. And I pray, mm-hmm. Father, that we would grow in your likeness as we purpose to um, do these things. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, on our next episode, we get to actually practice this concept of softness because we're going to talk about forgiveness. We're going to listen to a pre-recorded talk given at one of our conferences on how to forgive, why to forgive, and when to forgive. That's really tied with softness a lot. Yes, it is. It fits in well. So Mm -hmm. join us next week. And um, remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time.